Buenos dias, chicos, chicos, muchos juguetas. For all my English-speaking friends, good morning, boys, boys, lots of toys. This is uh, Justin coming to you live from San Diego, California. Uh, we have a fun little episode for you guys. We've got some pretty fire sports headlines of the week. Uh, then we have two interviews with our uh, two other intern candidates, Dan and Serpy, as well as Cooper Hume. Uh, and then some uh, solemn news at the end of this podcast. Uh, I guess I can just share it. We will be taking a break next week, but we'll dive further into why uh, at the end of the pod. Um, with that being said, boys, how are we feeling today? Uh, we're feeling good. I'm glad you gave the English translation. I thought I was on the wrong podcast that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Feeling good. Special guest Zane here coming to you live from Seattle. Uh, I am feeling sore. Today, this past weekend, uh, Courtney and I went on a little backpacking trip. Turned out to be disastrous. Uh, our tent flooded. We overpacked our bags. Um, our calves are sore. I thought the boy Toyna would perhaps train me for this. I was wrong. Uh, and so I blame you two. You guys didn't push me hard enough. I, I don't know. I'm with you. I've been doing a lot of hikes this <laughs> week in Alaska. And I'm like, oh, I did the boy Toyna. Like, Apparently different muscles and apparently yes. having zero resistance does not train you for the outdoors. Yeah, uh, the, the, the butthole chafing thing doesn't translate to hiking. Not even no. one bit. Like my hymen nope. is nope. so tough right now. <laughs> Just pure pain. That's all it is. Um, good to hear you guys are doing well, though. Um, I guess we can just roll right into our uh, headlines. Uh, Jake, what do you got for me? Oh, I got... Uh, Superman himself, Cam Newton, has been signed by the Patriots. One-year deal, $7 million. Bill Belichick is now terrifying again because he's not going to have to rely on Stidham. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Uh, I mean, I love, I love the signing for the Patriots. I've never been a Cam Newton guy. I don't care for the fashion. I don't care for the funky text messages or the, whatever his little font is. But I'll tell you what, the guy can play football. The guy was an MVP three, four years ago now. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, he had a lull last year. Um, I fully expect this guy to come out with a freaking vengeance this year. And I, and I do expect him to do very well with the Patriots. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be really interesting. It'll be really interesting. I think there's a lot of uh, pretty – fascinating and fun like quarterback scenarios this year you know Tom Brady obviously down in Tampa you know Teddy Bridgewater now at um with the Panthers now Cam Newton with the Patriots and uh, I completely disagree with Zane on not being a Cam guy I've always been a Cam guy uh, I bought into the fashion bought into the font oh. when he was coming out of Auburn I I have a, a very famous post on my Facebook as a I must have been a seventh or eighth grader with the uh, Sports Illustrated cover of Cam Newton, just the capture was the future. Oh so you guys can you can you can go check me on that, and uh, I think it'll be pretty cool. Um, you know, I think he will uh, do a lot of different things as Stidham was supposed to that uh, Brady could or Brady could never do. Um, Belichick will get to do now, so it'll be well, interesting. The scary thing is, it's like how well Belichick did with just like when Jacoby Brissett like played. Um, that's wait, yeah, the guy who played for the Colts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like who was pretty much a poor man's Cam Newton, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree. Barely. I'm, and then like the Patriots 
had, what, a top five defense last year. That's going to stay the same. They're not losing anybody. And it's they'll probably be able to afford more now that they're only – million is all it took to, to sign Cam. That's insane. That's what sad. Is, like, I, like, we're paying Nick Foles $21 million. Like, that's over a three-year deal, I think, but still – I'm glad you brought this up, Jake. What are, what are your thoughts as a Bears fan who, instead of signing Cam Newton, former MVP, you decide to sign you, – you, now your quarterback core is Nick Foles, Super Bowl winner. I'll give him that. Big Dick Nick, Super Bowl winner. Super Bowl and, MVP. And Mitchell Trubisky. I, I, I apologize to the audience that we're going back to Mitch again. Always back. This is how I view it. We knew Cam – Cam's a starter. And we don't need a starter because Mitch is going to, like I said, have 1,200 rushing yards at oh, least, this be is an so MVP dumb. candidate. And, you know, Cam just wouldn't be comfortable uh, second string. Nick is used to that. Nick is just there in case of injuries. So that's that's why we did it. And we're, we're uh, you know, a good organization, so that's why we paid Nick a lot. We want him <laughs> to be comfortable. We want him to have a nice transition into Chicago, especially during all these, like, Crazy times. You need, you know, to take precautions, which requires liquidity. Paige, Paige, can you remind me in our interviews upcoming to see if any of these interns know how to cut and edit podcasts? That way we can figure out how to cut that whole little dialogue by Jake right there and the Trubitsky. <laughs> I will. We can have him go back to the old episodes <laughs> and, and not uh, want cut the that response. out. I will not be censored. Gosh. Okay. Well, anywho. Pretty pretty sweet signing, I'd say. Um, I mean, the Patriots, I guess you could say they're back. They're back in a big way. Oh, yeah. Well, question for both you guys. Do the Patriots win the AFC East this year? Yes. I, want, I like Bills. I still think the Bills win it. I think Patriots get second, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're a wild card team. But Josh Allen with Stephon Diggs and that defense, I like them. I, I do too. The problem is they're still named the Bills, and the Bills just don't really win, and the Patriots do. I would take Bill Belichick over the Bills any day. and I, that's, That is a direct slide at the Bills. That has nothing to do with the Patriots being better. It's just the Bills being better. <laughs> you just yeah. know the, the Jets and Dolphins are just like <laughs> – Fuck. Oh, I changed my mind. Sam Darnold is leading the Jets to the problem. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. last in the AFC East. I <laughs> guarantee you that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think I think it's just – they're honestly probably pretty even, you know, head-to-head. But I think I think the Patriots are just going to have the mental edge there, the, uh, the, the mental giants. Um, yeah. I, I, I last thing I'll say is I do think I do think because Cam Newton had such a bad year last year, that's probably his worst year of his life. Well, he's been injured. Yeah, but but still, it was like a bad year for him even before the injuries. I guess he was kind of injured to start the season too, but probably mm-hmm. the worst year of his life playing football. I think the dude's gonna come back like a a monster next year. Well, I will mm-hmm. say like um, the Patriots need to start off hot and show like they're the Patriots. Yeah. Is if, like, the AFC East senses blood in the water, they are – everyone's going to want their pound of flesh and want to just embarrass the Patriots. No one more than Sammy D. Sammy D, 
probably actually the Dolphins <laughs> somehow would always beat the Patriots. Like that'd be like one of their yeah, only losses weirdly. of the year. Just like Foxborough to the Dolphins. Ryan but, Tannehill, but uh, is Tannehill he still... or those crazy it's magic plays. Patriot killer. Or when Gronkowski played safety on that oh, last play. God. Like, oh, why? Why? I don't know. That's put in like a 260 pound tight end. As, that was crazy. But I mean, I'm just excited. There's so many fun stories upcoming for this this NFL season. Yep. Yep. That's definitely one of them. Um, all right. Well, hey Zane, what do you what do you got for the sports headline of the week? Well, coming at you with a little Los Angeles news right here. The Lakers are finalizing a deal with none other than J.R. Smith following the Avery Bradley announcement that he will not be playing. Uh, before we get into the J.R. Smith news, it did come out following our last episode that Avery Bradley is sitting out because his child has a respiratory issue after all of us kind of ripped Avery Bradley. Led we, by we, Zane. Led by we, Zane. Led by me. Uh, we did disclaim that, that segment. <laughs> um, and so I'll just throw that out there. But now the fun stuff, J.R. Smith, a Laker, but more importantly, J.R. Smith in drug-welcomed uh, Orlando, Florida, baby. It's going to be spicy. It's gonna oh, be- yeah. The king is back. The king is back. That's all I have to say. Oh, I'm so excited. It, it needs to be a reality show, just following J.R. Smith as he just, like, <laughs> in the daytime, just, like, blazes it up with Daffy Duck, then plays a little basketball, then, like, uh, goes back to the Riz room, and the bronze is like, man, you got to focus. And he's like, yeah, no problem, no problem. <laughs> Guys, listen, listen to this Lakers roster, and I'm not talking even talent here. I'm just talking personalities that are in this locker room <laughs> and that will be locked together for like the foreseeable future during this bubble season. You're going to oh, have, yeah. Yep. <laughs> you're going to have uh, Jared Dudley in there. Who's just an absolute clown in the locker room. You're going to have Dwight Howard. You're going to have LeBron James. Huh? I said with his snake. <laughs> yeah. You would have Dwight Howard, LeBron James, Shishing the whole time. You got Kyle Kuzma, mm-hmm. JaVale McGee, Markeith Morris, <laughs> Rajon Rondo, Dion Waiters, and now throw J.R. Smith into the mix. That's going to be the most electric hotel. <laughs> Their suite is going to be popping off. I don't know. I feel like Kyle Kuzma is going to get hazed. Like, J.R. Smith's going to come back. You're like, hey, I was you before you were even bored. Get yeah. out of here. Kuz, Kuz, I feel like Kuz has earned his respect in the league, though. I don't, I don't know if he'll get hazed. Oh, oh sorry. The blonde hair, I think you should haze him. Alex Caruso is in that locker room. Alex Caruso looks like he's 48, so I don't think he's going to get hazed. (laughs) But it's just, you know LeBron. LeBron doesn't fit in on that team even an ounce. That's true. Yeah. No wonder he drinks so much. Don't forget Anthony Davis. AD will just be hanging out. I feel like Anthony Davis will be like the guy who's just always looking at the camera like, what's happening? Like (laughs) – you know, the serious man. Yeah. Um, this, I, I'll, I'll throw there. it back real quick to a segment that we brought up a couple episodes ago, but this kind of reflects perfectly into this. If you were on a make-believe NBA team in Orlando and you had to room with three sweet mates in this bubble thing, they could be from any team. You can mix and match teams. 
who are your three roommates or sweet mates? Whoa. Whoa. Coming, like coming a college to- dorm situation? Yes, yes, yes. So this is – there is no preparation oh. for this. This is a right off right mm-hmm. off the bat. I'll give you mine. Give you guys a little time. Ready? Okay. So I'm going to go, obviously, J.R. Smith. Can't pass on that. I'm going to go <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. And then as my wild card, Rui Hachimura. Oh, boy. What is going to happen in that room? I don't know. Rui won't understand a big thing. wild card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, Man, that's a, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, I'm, not I'm, just gonna, I'm just going to – I'm going to fire from the hip here. Um, I'm going – I want Josh Hart. He's a big video game guy, so I know he'll be the plug with that. He'll have all the systems set up, play whatever whatever we want. Um, and then after that, I'm trying to think who I would probably get along with, you know, well um, as well. So I think, you know, I don't know why. I, I think – a good addition to that group would be Donovan Mitchell. Not sure why. I just feel like it'd be a good vibe. He's a, He's a gamer. Vibe. He's a gamer. Yeah, I think I think for the fourth, a little bit of a wild card as well. Maybe a little Luka Doncic action. He's a little bit younger, but he could still kind of mess around, you know, game a little, hang out, just the boys chilling, you know, just vibing. I like the I like those picks. Young young players too. Hmm. Uh, oh boy, this is tricky. I think for me, I'm going um, Sabonis. Oh, I knew that was going to be your pick. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jake, I don't want to know what's going Jake's on. Jake's going all zags. No, I don't want to no, know what no, Jake no. and Sabonis are going to do. There's a chance to become his hype man and this travel with him. Jake um, is going to turn into every Gonzaga girl. No, while I'm, going, I'm going CJ McCollum, second, and then Kemba. Oh, that's that's a oh. wild card. I just think they, card. they just seem like they really enjoy the game. They seem like nice guys off the court. I feel like I think... everyone everyone would stay in their rooms in that suite. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, <laughs> we're gonna go to the, the food court. I'm good. <laughs> I take Jake tinkered with his roommate lineup now too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Speaking about the NBA, though, he did um, tinker. He tinkered just like wooden. I didn't tinker. <laughs> this is a shooting from the hip. Uh, How would I the pressure got to him again. Oh, and God. He... Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> he picked Kemba Walker. I like Kemba. You don't like Kemba? Oh man. But speaking about NBA, so I I think I mentioned this on previous pods, but I have twenty five dollars on each of the teams with the zag on it to win the championship. Now, obviously, these teams are not favored to win. So the payoff is huge, but they're most likely not going to win. But I will say, for the Wizards, the Wizards' chances have just crept up because of the for the Brooklyn Nets, who are currently seventh in the East, only five and a half games up on the Wizards, DeAndre Jordan, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, uh, Spencer Denwitty and Nick Claxton are all not playing. So their roster is decimated. And I think this is where the Wizards sneak into that eighth seed at <laughs> like 28 wins on the season. And um, they'll get to play Giannis in the Bucks. But I'm excited for that. 
it'll be weird to watch Rui and Giannis play against each other because you see that comparison like all the time with those two guys. Like oh. his body type potential for Rui is like ceiling is basically Giannis. You just know like the Bucks will be up by like 40 and they'll be trying to find something to talk about that any viewers will listen to. And they'll be like, you know, this man like Rui Achimura representing Japan like really, this is this is what Giannis was when he was younger. Could he be the next Giannis? And that's just what they'll be talking about when they're just in the fourth quarter, down thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't hate that, Jake. On all in all, you know, sounds like the Nets are pretty banged up, or, or people are just pulling out. So, um, yeah, nice work, nice well, nice intel there. Similar, similar kind of topic here, uh, and, I, and I only know about this because it was on part of my take and I was listening to it today. The NBA has very clearly established a schedule to make sure Zion Williamson is in the playoff. Oh, Have you guys seen oh, this? 100%. Uh, it mm-hmm. is, their, schedule, the, their schedule is horrible. Utah, Cl- okay, Utah Clippers, those are pretty good game. But then Memphis, Sacramento, Washington – San Antonio, Sacramento, and Orlando. They don't they well, don't play they play two good teams in that in their last eight games. To be fair to the NBA, before COVID happened, Pelicans had the easiest easiest schedule remaining. And that's because they front loaded the schedule. So then when like like when before Zion was injured, they thought, okay, he'll like premiere and he'll play all the great teams, you know, all the stars. And then that he yeah. just fucked up the entire plan. Yeah, but I still agree. Everyone wants Zion. I, I, I want Zion. Why people don't want yeah. the Grizzlies. Everyone does. Fans. Yeah, the Grizzlies are a little less exciting Everyone. than Zion. Uh, Brandon Clark, fuck you, dude. I would love to see Brandon Clark <laughs> go ahead. To, I can't wait till because Brandon Clark will be on Zion. I think. Yes. Yeah. You, put, you don't put Valanciunas on Zion, do you? No, because like they're gonna because the Grizzlies have been doing like an eleven man rotation this season which is crazy. They've just been throwing young guys at the wall. Yeah. And then they're going to shrink it down to eight. So I bet, like, Clark and Valachunas split minutes pretty much. That's going to be the biggest game. That's going to be a repeat of Hawaii. Brandon Clark's going to have to prove it again. Dude, he oh. will, and he'll have two chances to. Yeah. I definitely see the Pelicans being on the ninth seed, but you have to beat the Grizzlies twice. I don't think they do that. And I would love Brandon Clark to um, show up Zion again. Yeah, did it once, he'll do it again. Yeah, I think it's a win-win, honestly. Yeah, that was a great game. Um, No, I think it's a win-win. I'd love to see the Grizzlies. I'd love to see the Pelicans. Uh, I I, I don't know about you guys, but Zion, when he first came back, it was just must-watch TV. He's just just that dude. So, it definitely wouldn't hurt the NBA if he was in the playoffs. So. Um, they would if they, he got to play LeBron in the first game. Oh my god! And then they would. They that would is just the like after the game, oh. LeBron whispering to Zion something, but covering his mouth. <laughs> oh my god! Exactly. What did, he say? what did he say to you, Zion? Did he tell you you're the next crazy? <laughs> just. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the NBA's <laughs> wet dream right there. Pelicans versus Lakers round one. Ratings out of the roof. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um. I guess we'll keep it we'll keep it moving on the basketball trains, taking a step back to college. I've been keeping it with the Zags because it's been an odd amount of, of news with our Zags uh, the last few weeks. So I'll keep it going. 
Uh, Mr. Chet Holmgren, the one of the top three prospects in the 2021 class, uh, listed his final seven. Um, I don't need to go too far into detail there because I'm sure most, you know, Gonzaga fans have seen it. Um, but obviously Gonzaga was in it. And not only was it huge, I'm going to be – I'm just going to come out and say it. I think Chet Holmgren is going to be a Zag, um, you know, by the time he's, he's choosing for college and whatnot. Um, from what it seems like. And, and it's almost kind of weird because COVID almost plays into our favor here. And the fact that, you know, he, we're one of his only three visits, um, one of the only three schools he's seen in person. So if there's no travel in the fall, if there's no games until maybe it's January or whatever, you know, he's not going to really be able to go and travel and see other schools. So, I mean, if there's any, any you know, silver lining to all this, it's that, Gonzaga might land one of the most interesting prospects in recent memory um, in that class. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, he's like, I, I completely agree. We have like all the advantages. I'm looking at the list of seven. And besides North Carolina, I'm like, Georgetown? Really? Like Memphis? Yeah. Like Minnesota? Uh, I think Zane, you were saying, makes sense. But it's like he's from Minnesota, so it's like yeah. hometown. From but, what I've heard, no. Minnesota is a front runner. He's also visited Minnesota like multiple times. Not just like he's taken a bunch of different unofficial visits there. So I, I do think Minnesota is like thought to be the front runner. But like, if I were him, and I'm looking for development in a year, I it's hard to pass the Zags because if he goes to Minnesota, like all practices, he's gonna dominate. He's going to dominate whatever backup center Minnesota Golden Gophers are throwing at him. You know what I mean? If he comes to Gonzaga, mm-hmm. he's going to be playing against, at the minimum, like Zakharov and um, God, who, who will – Balo. Balo. Well, unless it Balo's not drafted, so that's yeah. why it's a minimum. But, like, yeah, Balo, Caden uh, Perry – Possibly Banchero. We'll probably only get one of those two, but still. Oh, my Ooh. God. Could you also, imagine Chet and Banchero, like, oh. playing together? That would be the best. That'd be the best on court. <laughs> what's, what's crazy is, like, we're, we're weirdly both really involved with both of them, and, like, we could le- easily land one of e- either. I think it's just more realistic for Chet because uh, we have the ultimate ace card, which is Suggs. His yes. boy, he'll be at Gonzaga. If he has a good year, I like. I really can't see it where where he's just not like, dude, you got to come here. Like it's great, you know. We get work done for the, you know, as a one and done as well. Someone he trusts. It just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, I mean, they they grew up together. Chad's gonna be sitting out, not getting to play like high school basketball, probably because unless like COVID settles down, I doubt high school sports are happening. Yeah. And then so he's yeah, just going to be texting like, oh, man, watch your game. Like, yeah, great time. See how I'm just dominating? Now, like, if Suggs gets drafted top 10, like, that's – I mean, Chet will have already chosen by then, I guess. But if he's, like, being projected that, yeah. I don't see how you don't go Gonzaga. Uh, additionally, something we're, we're not – we haven't even mentioned yet. Chet would be our best recruit ever. Well, he's ranking, the number ranking one. Wise. He's ranked number one this yeah in his he, recruiting class. We think Jay, we're going head over heels for Suggs here. Chet is a whole different beat. I mean, he's getting comparisons to Kevin Durant. Yeah, the seven foot mm-hmm. one, like three shooter shooting with dribbling like a guard. 
Yeah. God. It's crazy. Yeah, he is he is special. I I don't know if you guys watched that uh the Sierra Canyon versus I what is their school called? Minnehaha, Minnehana. I for, I always forget Minna, what it is. Minnehaha. Minnehaha. Chet wasn't he wasn't full. You could tell he was just a little slow because obviously Sierra Canyon's got five stars everywhere, but a little slow for the for the offensive side of the ball in terms of you know the whole shooting thing, shooting aspect of his game. But dude, the guy is an absolute game changer on defense. He's an absolute eraser when people are coming into the lane. It's so fun to watch. I dude, I pray he comes against Gonzaga because he would make our defense elite. He's he a guy. Like Twelve blocks that game. Yeah, dude, his block his blocking numbers are insane. He's also a guy. I don't think we have to worry about the G League because of his body right now. He's so skinny and lean. I think he would just get dominated against like grown men. I don't think we have to worry about that. I no. I would be shocked if this guy goes pro. And it would be bad for him because I feel like he'd be risking injury more in yeah. the G League and this he wouldn't be able to show off like his skill. Will be it's like obviously he's gonna mm-hmm. grow into his body more, like but not until probably he's like twenty or something. So, God. yeah. If, but I if do. we had Chet and Balo, and I mean, there's no way we would have Chet Balo and Banchero, like right. Well, Chet Chet could like I think he'd play the like he could play the four at least. Oh my, he could play the four. He could play like Tilly play did. The Tilly position with yeah. He just be a better dead. Tilly, like a much better Tilly. So in, Ballo in sits, Banchero sits. Ballo, Ballo's playing the five. I think Banchero's gonna be playing the four with Chet, like coming off the bench. I probably. think we we have the I a think number if, four recruit coming off the bench. That would be insane. Uh, I mean, I I could see him getting the Zach Collins treatment. That's true. Yeah, I, mean, but, but, I don't know. But it would also be when Ballo needs a rest, which he will. I mean, he's a big guy. You could just slide one of them over. I, I think they those three would just transition when Ballo goes out. But that's uh, what happens to that Pommel. would be. Ugh. Well, I, I yes, think that's if, such an insane lineup. If if Banchero or Holmgren commits, the other would not commit. You know what I, I mean? I I, I tend to agree. Like I they think wanna, I think like, that's, they're, they're going to the be case. a one and done. They want to like obviously like have minutes. And I wouldn't blame him at all. Yeah. But I, I, okay, like right now, gun to your head, would you rather have Banchero or Chet? I'll go first. I, man, I've been, that's, that, fuck, I shouldn't have gone first. I thought I was more confident in this because I, I see like two comparisons here. I compare Banchero to like a better Anton Watson, like an all around better Anton Watson. And I see Chet as just like a guy that you can't compare to anyone on Gonzaga other than maybe like a Morrison back in the day, just a tall lanky dude who could shoot. And so Chet, I mean, Chet's the Chet's number one in his class for a reason. Fuck. But I want, I want Banchero too. That's he's a you, Washington guy. Say, <laughs> I, I, okay. I changed my, I changed my Banchero cause I want to steal him from Washington. <laughs> that's oh, that's a good, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I dude, you know, you guys have made good points about the G League. I honestly think it's it's an option for Chet just because I know the the AAU coach has come out and said multiple times, even with Suggs, that pro is such a real option for both of them. I know Banchero is going to college, at least not not I don't like know personally, but it seems like he's really intent on going to college and has made that clear multiple times. 
I'm going to go with the sure bet. I'll go Banchero. Um, but if Chet were 100% going to college, I'd say Chet. Yeah. Oh, God. This is tough because I think, I think I would just go Chet just because I think you would pair so well with Balo. Yeah. Because, like, Manchero is amazing, so but he doesn't have the range. And for the lineup yeah. of what we'd have Harris – no, we'd have name, name boards. Fuck. Harris, Rother, Holmgren, Ballo. If we, if we get these recruits, we could have a mass exodus. Aiden Perry coming off the bench. Oh. Well, I'll tell you guys this right now. I think I think Gonzaga is gonna land the uh, he's like the number eight recruit in the class as well. Peyton Watson, dude's a beast. I oh, think he's uh, coming to start. I think he's a one and done as well. He is just an absolute. I, I don't know if you guys have watched any film on him or any highlights, but he is he is a workhorse man. He's like six eight, lanky, an absolute you know small forward, and I mean he's he's gonna be a beast too. It's just like. The class we could have could legitimately be like obviously Nemard, one of you know Chet or Paulo, uh, that Peyton Watson kid, and then you know another guard or I've seen another kid that Gonzaga's looking into a little bit. It's at just on Twitter or whatever. His name's Caleb Houston. He's like a casual uh, 2022 guy that's supposed to reclassify to 2021. He's top 10 in 2022. Just like, yeah, because I guess he's checking in, seeing, you know, where he's at. Kicking like, the top. When did we become this just like blue, just this absolute monster of a, of a recruiting, you know, school? So, I mean, I, I, I like what you said, Jake. I think Chet's game really just, just fits with, you know, Ballo. He can come out, he can stretch the floor, it gives a lot of uh, space for guys like uh, Harris, Nemard, you know, if Watson commits, even if Anton's still around. You know, Timmy will probably still be around. Shit, man. We didn't even mention Tilly or Timmy. Oh, God. So yeah. much talent. Watson. So much talent, man. Yeah, because pretty much I picture right, yeah. that as like a Tilly with defense, like better defensive capabilities. Yeah. it's. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless with these guys because they're all so good. Uh, and then you, I mean, you think about Strother, who's an absolute bucket. You think about, I don't know, some of the other guys are recruiting. It's just insane. Insane. So good time to be a Zag for sure. But that segment was brought to you by Spumoni, Spumoni ice cream. Go get yourself. And I think Jake's can take over right now. I can take over. So as all our listeners know, we have uh, uh, an internship spot we need to fill. And uh, we interviewed last week Chris Amblin, a very, very fine young gentleman looking for this position. But um, to, to be completely fair, we had to interview all three. So please let me introduce to you Cooper Hoon. Cooper, welcome to the pod. What's up, boys? Good to be back. Great to see you. Where's the camera, Coop? Oh. Yeah, what, technical what, difficulties right now. What Cooper's not showing you is Poopy that he is just got back, a baby. fresh, fresh haircut for this. There we go. I saw there it the go. other day. Oh, baby. Oh. Ooh. I thought it was going to be blonde. I thought it was going to be in like solidarity with me. 
but no. Uh, Jake, you're uh, you're a one man wolf back there. Uh, no, no. Let's um let's let's jump in with that. So Cooper, um, <laughs> I'm gonna be quite blunt and honest. It's gonna take a lot to get my vote, as you were the one <laughs> who suggested the frosted kid. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, Jake. I thought I thought you looked pretty good there, bud. Oh, uh, that is that is true. You know, that's a yeah. damn lie. That is a damn lie. <laughs> no, I was I was I was into it. So uh, you should have kept kept the locks, bro. Uh, I don't know. I think I would have gotten beat up in Alaska if I had. <laughs> uh, scared away the wild. Bit. All right. Um, um, anyone want to start off with any questions for Cooper? I'll, I'll go ahead and jump mm. in. Um, Coop, uh, give us your resume. Tell us why we should pick you. Yeah, I mean, I think my resume kind of speaks for itself as far as why I should be uh, your guys' uh, preferred intern. I think, you know, I've uh, I've had some pretty uh, heavy hitters as far as my Mary Fuck Kill questions have gone and, you know, just other questions for the uh, – people being interviewed and then yeah I think the big one was just the wrinkle I brought to the the boy Tona I really thought that you know was next level and really uh uh brought the listeners in so that's I mean that's really what I have to say are are you worried that that little wrinkle you threw in there actually could turn us the hosts against you you (laughs) you actually ruined the boy Tona for quite a few of us I mean, I think it. I, mean, I think it kept all you guys, you know, very involved. <laughs> so, um, I that's the way I'm looking at it. Begrudgingly, uh, I would agree with Cooper there. I know I'd only be doing like 20 miles a day. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. So there was no stick. If there was only the carrot of a a bottle of whiskey, I'm like, I can buy my own bottle of whiskey, guys. <laughs> I will gladly play twenty dollars not to get back on this bike. <laughs> it's a fair point. I was a fan for it. I agree with Jake. Oh, the there, the group was the fan of it. What a surprise! And I think you know what a surprise. Now that sports are you know slowly uh, trickling back in, add <laughs> a add a few more uh, you know interesting variables to keep this thing moving. That was perhaps the most vague statement I've ever heard in my life. You could add a couple. <laughs> What? Why don't you give us a little more there, buddy? I'm just saying, you know, if you wanna, you know, if you wanna, you know, if you guys are doing more, more of these challenges that are, you know, tailored to, you know, the NBA playoffs or Fight Island or the MLB, you know, I could probably uh, throw something in there. To... Would you be Would you be willing to participate rather than sit back and laugh at us? I don't know. Is an intern allowed to participate? Absolutely. Encouraged. Encourage well, you. Yeah, I think we can allow it. Yeah, then we can have that conversation later, huh? <laughs> oh, man. So sassy. Well, Coop. Awesome. Awesome. Um, um, I guess I'll, I'll ask quick, Coop one quick question. Coop, just one word. I got I, I just need a one word response. You like these dicky fingies? <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was kind of a bad question, but yeah. I had I had to get it in when I could. A, l- a little bit um, of an inside no, joke. <laughs> a little bit of inside joke. We were playing uh, what was it, Cards Against Humanity, and and you know some somewhere is mentioned you know dicks for fingers, and the boys just ran with it, um, as you could tell. So 
Dicky, Dicky Thingies. <laughs> did they have a little? Did it, oh no! Well, then we made a. Oh, sorry, Jay Page. Oh no, no, no! I was just gonna add the the last little touch of context where we played Kings Cup. We made a rule where Cooper couldn't say that, or else he'd have to take a drink. I had to, was I was yeah, I was biting my tongue on that one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Is this where your your neighbors yelled at both of you guys? <laughs> No, no. This was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. This is a, yeah, oh, this is a, oh, sorry. A different party. I wasn't. Another <laughs> oh, shut up. Flag. Another another strike. I like, have a question for you. <laughs> hit me. What is your biggest weakness in life? <laughs> biggest weakness. Uh, oof. We don't want to hear about strengths on this podcast. We want to get to the core of your soul. What is your weakness, Cooper? What do you lack? Uh, <laughs> You're only as strong as your weakest link, Coop. Where am I weakest? I mean, I think... Too, uh, too many, you can't narrow it down? But you know, yeah, you're probably not wrong there. But <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, I think uh, the, the big thing right now is I think Coop could use a lady in his corner. Oh. Oh. So, uh... I yeah, mean, I think I'm, I I've, I've been lacking in that department for a while, and I think that's uh, been been what's holding me back for from reaching my full potential. This podcast could help. Is this it weakening on the pod? Bring what? you know the fame, the fortune, all the ladies. It's a rock star <laughs> lifestyle. Oh, you know, our last <laughs> our last go around, I did get some uh, a couple compliments from a couple listeners. So ooh ooh, that there we go. You know, you know, coming from a couple ladies, Dan. So. <laughs> not, not Dan, but uh, so yeah. No, I think uh, being an intern that could uh, that could pay dividends for sure. <laughs> okay, uh, Coop. Follow up question. Okay, describe yourself in three words. Three words. Um, you know, he's just thinking of inappropriate stuff right now that he can't say on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cheddar, fucking. Chess. <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> no, you can't take that, Coop. You can't take that. <laughs> can I just go like those pups? Yes. Yes, yeah. you can. Yeah. I think, you know, that, I think that's a strong answer. It plays. It plays. It plays. Judge rules. It's good. Mm. All right. Yeah. I got a question for you, Cooper. I got a question for you. Yeah. Would you rather take $1 million up front or would you rather have be given one cent every day, but it's doubled. So, for example, day one, you get one cent. Day two, you get two cents. Day three, you get four cents over the course of a month. What would you rather have and why? That's a math question. Do the math quickly, Kip. So I either get a million dollars or I get a penny, but it essentially what collects interest over the course of a month? No, you get double the amount each day. Each you get day. double the amount. But that's only for a month? Or that's, only for a month. Jake oh, take, is quickly our mathematician there. I, I, take, math. I take a million dollars. Nope. You're wrong. You do like two to oh, the 30th no. is what you're going to end up with, which is like a billion dollars. <laughs> Wait, he said he doubles it, not... You get your double the amount each day. So the first day, you get one cent. 
Second day, two cents. Third day, four cents. Eight four cents, cent. 16 cents. By the time it's like day 18. But what if it's like, February? You only get 28 days. You'll, you'll still I don't think, I don't think that map is checking out. Hey, I did it. I did a project in, I believe I was in fifth grade. Our teacher asked us this question. And he said, okay, we're going to keep track over a month. And every day we double it. It was like a little five-minute segment in our morning. Like, all right, double it. Yeah, woo! And I don't remember the exact number, but it was greater than a million. So <laughs> Tough. Not a math guy. Tough. Tough. Doesn't surprise me that I, uh, I <laughs> Not a math that one entirely. But let's see if you're a color guy. All right, Coop. Mm. How how would you describe the color purple to a blind person? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hate these questions. (laughs) England was surprisingly good at this one. Um, the color purple. Not the book. <laughs> uh, a literary I, reference for all you listeners. <laughs> we we might have we might have stooped <laughs> stooped him on this one. Stoop the coop. Oh man! Oh, We're no. all scribbling on our notepads. Not impressed. <laughs> I would give <laughs> trippy. I think. Ooh. Um, you just okay, tell the blind okay. person it's a trippy color. Well, they're they're blind. Trippy, but inviting. <laughs> oh man, it's like a uh, it's like a dinner with I don't know. Family that takes drugs. Uh, my my go-to for these questions is to always is like use a food in his, as an example. So for yellow, I would have the blind person eat a banana and be like, that is what yellow is. Or like bite into this lemon. That's kind of mean. <laughs> Those are not similar at all. The flavors. But, and I guess, purple, I mean, I, yeah, I guess I... Purple, know, I, I, I give them like, uh, uh, like a plum in a cold room. That's what purple is to me. A plum in a cold room? Why a cold room? A purple's a cold color. What, is, what does the temperature have to do with anything? Like, uh, that's how you describe to color to a blind person, Coop. You use temperatures because they can feel temperatures and they can taste. You have to use other sensory things. Okay. I'm going, I'm going with trippy but inviting. I like trippy but inviting. <laughs> Reminds me of like a friendly rave. That's a problem because it doesn't remind you of purple, Jake. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. This is getting electric. Um, I mean, this one's pretty basic, but what are your thoughts? And be careful. What are your thoughts on In and Out? Oh, and Whataburger. He's from Texas. Yeah, I mean, so. Oh. I, you know, being in Texas. Whataburger. My, uh, my first love is definitely Whataburger. That is. Um, I'm going there over over in and out seven days of the week, twice on Sunday. Um, I feel like if you're in California, you got to hit in and out in and out at least once, but it's nothing to write home after that. That's that's my feeling on it. 
are stores open on Texas it on Sunday in Texas? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's close. Um, I got a question for you. If you could make one improvement to the podcast, what would it be? And why? And why? One improvement. It could be anything, like removing our special guests, or <laughs> <laughs> or or forbidding talk about Mitchell Trubisky permanently. No, that's oh. that's one of our favorite <laughs> topics. I get lots of fan mail regarding that. I think it's all from Mitchell Trubisky's burner account. But <laughs> it counts. Um. I'm forgetting what the segment is called on part of my take, but it's their Wednesday pod um, when at the end of the podcast they have um, girls like write in. Oh, guys on chicks? Yeah. I think if you could like maybe incorporate that into the podcast to some degree, could bring in, you know, that, you know, girl demographic. Mm. I like that. I do. Like I that. like that. I do like that. I don't think we could do the exact segment, but no, I, I mean, just encouraging girls to like write in, I think would, you know, double the in. fan base. Exactly. I like it. I like double it. it from 20 to 40. Over and, <laughs> and if Cooper's the intern, it would double his chances at the league. Oh, it's yeah, all coming it, together. I think we're on to something there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Go that was a very good thing. suggestion. I, I have. I like it. I like is it, it. If no one else has any uh, final questions, I have. I have a, a last question for Kiv. Yeah. So, give us. This is your closing statement, Coop. Your salesman, sell us on Cooper Hoon. Yeah. Um, you know, I think. What I've done so far for the podcast has, you know, boded well. And I think, you know, given my current, you know, free agent employment status, I have, <laughs> I can devote a lot of time to this bad boy. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, ready to, you know, if given the opportunity, ready to sink my teeth into this bad boy and see what we can make it. That's, you know, short but that's that's what you know that's what i got i love it sweet i like it short and sweet just like zane oh love it (laughs) i've had too many beers that was that was me sorry (laughs) fun size jake (laughs) be politically correct i'm fun sized just like a snickers The ones you get out for Halloween, not the big bars. Not the, not from the house you want to go to. Yeah, the house that you hate going to. You're like, oh, God. Fucking fun size. <laughs> All right, well, Coop, thank Alrighty. you for your time. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks, Coop. Yeah, take it easy, Coop. Fun. Hello, we're here with our next interview, our in-person interview, uh, Daniel and Serpy coming to you live from Zane Izagiri, special guest Zane Izagiri studio in Seattle. Daniel, welcome. Boys, thank you very much. Fantastic to be here. I've been, uh, 
I've had this date circled on my calendar for quite some time. It's uh, thrilling to, to finally get this opportunity once again. I'll, I'll just cut I'll in. Opportunity you got again. this date okay. circled on your calendar, but your, your interview date is next week, actually. I have the date circled for the day that this will air. Yes. Well, we appreciate that, Dan, because it's kind of like the movie Eight Mile, where it seems like he only gets one shot, but he actually gets multiple shots to win this. So I really hope you can capitalize this time. I think this is uh, my first true shot, but uh, let's go. Oh, okay. Little uh, little uh, passive aggression there. That doesn't help anything on the pod, but duly noted. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll ask the first one, Dan. Give us your resume. You know what? Give us the elevator pitch. What are you thinking? Why? Why do you want this internship? And uh, tell yourself a little bit to us. Well, what I want this internship. I uh, really enjoy listening to you guys. You know, kind of shoot the shit. Um, actually, have some some like somewhat serious sports conversations. Whether it's you know reminiscing on things that have happened or staying current on what's going on. That's stuff that I've always been ridiculously passionate about, probably to a fault where I have just pointless knowledge that I feel like this would give me an opportunity to share some of that. So that would be fun. Um, in terms of uh, the resume, I believe I am your only candidate that actually has made a career in the whole sports media field, um, whatever that career may be, whether it was, you know, shooting, shooting high school football highlights on the sideline in Montana or you know, producing, producing in LA, but um, yeah, I mean, hearing you guys talk sports, shoot the shit, hang out with the boys. I think it'd be a ton of fun to be a part of. Pretty good answer. Pretty good answer. Jake, do you have anything? Uh, no, I like, you, you said you listen to the podcast a lot, but you say, how, how many of our, our episodes do you listen to? Would you say you listen to every single one? I have listened to, I think all but one. The, the Corey Cavallo interview didn't really inter interest me last show. I didn't watch that one. Or listen, not a shot at Corey, but <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a shot at Corey. I don't know if it's good to, to take shots at our guests. Let me run it back here. Let me run it back. It wasn't a shot at Corey. It was, it was, I didn't listen to it at the time. And then I saw you guys had the thing about Nemhard. So I just jumped right to that one to stay current, you know? So, well, I mean, I would just, for, uh, for, I would like to say now that we're interviewing our, our third and final, um, interviewee that I, I believe it was the Corey Cravalho episode. We, we put a little hidden message at the end for all our interviewees saying whoever tweets orange to the podcast, um, will we, we'll know you listen to the podcast <laughs> and, um, you failed, Cooper failed and Zamblin failed. Yeah. So, good God, uh, Evil, even playing field. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that it was the Corey one. You kind of <laughs> saved yourself with the question. I thought I was going to corner you. I thought I was going to uh, uh, do a ha-ha moment, but you're, damn it, you're polished. It's just one of those things, though, where if you're, like, listening to, you know, podcasts and you get behind, you just kind of want to jump to the most recent, especially when some oh, yeah. You're just too excited for the next episode. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. This, is, this is why I took off the timestamps on the tweet. I didn't want to just give them, you know, oh, here's the Nemhard stuff, you know, 15 minutes through 20 minutes. Now they have to kind of earn it. You got to dig through. Yeah. Them. You well, got to listen to, you know, how was, how was Jay Page's day? We got to figure that out first. Of course. Before we tackle exactly. Nemhard. We're the same in biting and a lot. Exactly. People, you know, learn how many fish did Jake catch? We should, uh, we should make a quiz for all the interviewees. 
not just <laughs> random facts we said during the. Podcast. I have to go back and listen to all eighteen episodes. That would that would. Oh be my god! That would require <laughs> us to listen to them though, and I don't know if I want to do that. You should have had a question like, you know, what were Zane and Jake's teams in the two K thirty for thirty tournament? See who see who's actually loyal to this thing. Well, that's a great oh. question. Can you can you list our teams? Um. Jake, I believe your squad that you're rocking with are the Larry Bird, uh, Robert Parrish Celtics. Am I, am I right there? Correct. That's um, one of three, correct. I think, I think you also are wor- working with the current Milwaukee Bucks. Bingo, two for two. Um, what's the other category here? You got uh, all-time. All-time. Uh, all-time. You're, you're all-time Milwaukee Bucks too, aren't you? You got him. You got him. Did you get? I don't know if this is saying I have a really exciting life here that I know this, or that I just don't know what you guys are doing. We haven't played in like two weeks, so we haven't. We've been we've been on vacation. But this kind of goes back to my just stupid memory of things that are moderately irrelevant in other areas of life, but here they actually might apply. So I I have a fun game we can play, and we did this back in school. Uh, maybe the three hosts could come up with one NBA player and see if Dan can name where they went to college. <laughs> I'll, I'll go for it. Literally dig deep. Dan is, is pretty good about this. I can stand up for him here. Dan. Oh, I can, I can dig deep here. Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly went to the University of Arkansas. I assume that's correct. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> he is a Razorback through and through. Um. Real quick, while you guys are thinking, I was uh, in a situation this past weekend where I was with some friends. We were going to do a talent show, and this was going to be the t- talent that I was going to do. I was going to have people just yell out random NFL, NBA players, and I was going to say whether I went to college. So this is right in my wheelhouse. Let's go. Oh, man. Help me, um, Okay. Give me um, I'll give you an easier one. Uh, oh, Mario Chalmers. Mario Chalmers, Kansas. Oh, that was a softball. Ah, it was a softball. I said a softball. Oh, hell. Why would you ask it that soft? Come on, man. Hit the shot. God, Jay. Okay. Come on. Dennis Rodman. This game to OT. Dennis Rodman. That's another easy one. That's old. Oh, God. Oh. Hit the Juco. Uh, did he go Juco or did Pippen? No. no they, they both did. Dude, I get their small schools confused. No, Dennis Rodman went to Southeast Oklahoma State, and Pippen, I believe, went to like something in Arkansas. A little Rock, oh. something like that, maybe. Central, Central Arkansas. Central yeah, Arkansas. Arkansas. But give me current. Give me current. Oh, only current ones. Now we're right, straight right. the parameters. Right. I got Southeast Oklahoma State. What? What more do you want from me? That is true. That was pretty. Impressive. Okay, here's here's one for you, and it's a little bit of a trick one. Where did Duncan Robinson go before transferring to Michigan? Ooh. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> May have, uh, oh, <laughs> I know he obviously finished in Michigan, yep. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's an, he's an East Coast guy. I remember mm-hmm. that when Michigan played the Montana Grizzlies in the NCAA tournament, one of the sports reporters asked him what he knew about Montana, and he knew not a single thing and said he grew up on the East Coast. So I'm thinking somewhere in the East. Did he go Power Five? Syracuse, maybe? That's a guess. Shot in the dark. No. Power Five? Nope. He went to, he went to Williams College, D3 school. Okay. 
That's deep. That's deep. That is just. <laughs> Damn. Current, current player. All right, JP, you, you may have found the outlier. Hey, four uh, five. Not that bad. was a tough Not one. Bad. That was a tough one. That was but, good. That was good. That was good. Here's the example of, of the thing, you know, you guys just like, if I was your intern, you just let you guys go, shoot your shit, and then chime in and just give you like a fun, a fun fact or fun nugget about current topic you're talking about, you know? Uh, give me a fun fact about Jimmy Butler. Fun fact about Jimmy Butler. Don't use the 2K fun facts that Doris Burke always talks about. Hey, don't diss <laughs> Doris Burke. I will. I well, love Doris guy. Did, didn't Jimmy Butler have just like a brutal upbringing? Is that, is oh, it, there's is that the, the door, one? There's that your the Doris one? Burke. We heard that every day uh, in Dismet. I mean, from who? From Doris Burke on 2K. <laughs> we played 2K, Doris Burke would always right. tell us. You did, you did use your guy Jimmy Buckets. I believe you had a different name for him when we were playing. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Um, but uh, that's not one that, I'm, that I have anything great, so. Okay, no worries. Mm. You may have found another, another stump, but. Oh, here's a good stump. question. Here's a good question. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Uh, who would you rather have, Paolo Benchero or Chet Holmgren? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I'm tell- I've, I've had an interesting thing with Chet. I, I know oh, his. Oh, my. Set- He's underage. I know his skill set. He's <laughs> I know his his skill set is very unique, and I think that you know you get him in what has been affectionately known as the Olympic Clinic with our strength program. That he'd actually turn into some kind of body that could play in college. But just looking at that guy, I just get worried about him getting bodied. Um, Imagine what Paulo would do to him. I'm going Paolo, man. Ooh. I've seen more of Paolo. Chet, I think, was like I'll, I'll be honest. Anytime I ever watched anything from Minnehaha, it was all about watching Mr. Suggs. Chet was just kind of, you know, the outlier. So I'd say I, I'm I paid more attention to what Paolo does, and that dude is just an animal that I think will translate immediately. Mm-hmm. Chet obviously is unique and probably plays more to the strengths of you know, the new look college game and what you see in the pros and stuff. But personally, surface level, I'm going Paolo. I think that's fair because I feel like there is a chance Holmgren could turn, like, the Bull Bull college career where, like, oh, yeah, he's, like, super tall, shoots the three, but then snap, like, you know. Yeah, he just looks so – like, it's, it's not fair to judge it just by looking at him, but – uh you know, you just you're like, whoa, that guy, that guy's the number one player in the country. Are you kidding me? But like I said, I haven't paid enough attention to his game, so I would love both to answer. A fair point. You a fair point. Both, as if they were my own. We don't think we could get both just because. <laughs> where? What would the court look like? Where would they be? I, I was saying, you'd have Ballo at the five, Chet at the four. And then as soon as Bala goes out, you slide Chet down and put Paolo at the four. But, like, those three could realistically all play the five. I, I think Bala's the only one who couldn't play the four, probably. The other thing, Ballo too. has surprising range. I was thinking the whole, you know, Zach Collins thing. You can have your highly touted freshman, you know, your McDonald's All-American coming off the bench. But I don't think Paolo or Chet would agree to – do that i think i agree zach collins was not a like 100 percent one and done like that no, wasn't no. always the plan 
he right. had an amazing. He was the highest recruited player at the time, but yeah, you know these other guys like when they're when you're looking at the schools that they could go to, they know they go there, they start, they ball out, and they're you know lottery picks. So mm-hmm. that's that's a good mm-hmm. point. Getting both of those would be ridiculous. Getting one of them would be awesome. Um, but uh, I like I think the future is just insanely bright right now. Regardless, even it today world we do we don't get either one of those guys. Still, I still like our chances. I'll, I'll ask the same question I asked to Cooper. Uh, we're going to dig deep into your soul here. Uh-oh. What is your biggest weakness in life other than your athleticism? Whoa. Good, good shot. Good shot there. <laughs> still peaking. Still <laughs> Still hoping for getting better. Hey, you're. I drafted you. Can <laughs> I get the gross Respect it. I appreciate. It. Uh, biggest weakness. Cooper hmm. had a tough time narrowing it down as well, just because there's so many. <laughs> uh, give me a second. This is some. This is some bad radio, but uh, we'll come up with something uh while dan's thinking about <laughs> this I'll, I'll cut in here and say that dan and i were as as most of our listeners know we were both supervisors for the intramural department at gonzaga and we had to interview the um incoming supervisors who are applying the applicants uh and so many of the questions that i'm asking dan might have heard i i don't know i can't remember if you were partaking in those interviews with I me i don't remember this. but i dig deep <laughs> i'm still I did I, hand up. I did ask this to someone during an interview, and I hope they're not listening. I don't think they are, but I did have someone break down a little bit. Ooh, and that ooh. tear was shed when I asked what their what their biggest weakness was. And so don't oh. don't, don't do that, Dan. I do I do remember that. Uh, biggest. I, I whoa, I, under, whoa. I, I underestimate how much time certain things take, or like how difficult certain tasks can be. I kind of like to be too optimistic at times maybe and think things can just get done and get cranked out. But then I'm like, oh shit, that took, you know, three hours when I thought it was going to take like 20 minutes. So I'd say say that adds up and and it kind of gets you at times. Can I uh, piggyback off that with my question? Oh, Cooper, you are also a candidate. What? (laughs) What? I like this. I like this. Yeah, go ahead and allow it. <laughs> I, this is it. I, this is good. You're letting the inmates run the asylum here. What is going on? <laughs> so, uh, Dan, my uh, my question to you is: um, We know that you're a fairly busy guy professionally. Really? Oh, here we go. This is, this is the classic Cooper. <laughs> you know, you you work hard at it, but um, now that you know from everything that's transpired over you know the past couple of months, you now have a fairly active personal life so with that you know those two big things you really think you have time for this i will say my personal life is still not that active oh that was probably not the right thing to say (laughs) (laughs) oh baby i still you might might have passed our interview i don't know if we're gonna pass Um, (laughs) you're probably sleeping at sands dude (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, nothing that transpired in the last couple of weeks changes anything. Uh, in terms of <laughs> the, the work life. Don't repeat the question to give yourself time to think about no, it. No, I'm not. I'm not. Classic I'm not, strategy. I'm not. I'm not. Um, 
the, you know, your best, I've been told this by our uh, fantastic weekend sports anchor at KTLA, Steve Hartman. He says, your best ability is your availability. And in terms of this schedule, this pod, Tuesday nights, baby, I'm off on Tuesdays. So I'm here. I'm ready to rock and roll. I will come fully loaded from the week that was, the things that we paid attention to, you know, in the newsroom, things like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, this will be my, my opportunity to, you know, kind of get involved in the conversation a little bit. So, yeah, I, I can do this. Um, I will spend time away from just the fantastic, what, hour and a half you guys spend together on Tuesdays. and uh, It's closer to two. Closer to two, two now. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, has to do his hair for the first 40 minutes. Yeah. And then. Looks good today, by good the way. Good point. I just, I just showered for the first time since the backpack. Okay. Question for you, Dan. So we're all Gonzaga grads. We all uh, have a liberal arts education. Um, so I'm going to hit you with some ethics. You're standing on a hill overlooking two train tracks. On one train track, there are three people tied to it. A train is headed toward it. Toward it. In front of you is a lever that you can pull, which will divert the train to a different track. But there's one person tied to this train track. Do you pull the lever? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh. So you're going to take responsibility in murdering that person. I'll, I'll take responsibility while knowing that I saved two other lives. What, what Jake didn't tell you was the other person there is a five-year-old child. The other three people are grown-ups over 30. Don't let the kid live. Well, okay. Already- well, uh, on the track, there's three five-year-olds tied up, but the other track has one 14-year-old. Oof. Oh. And, and it, the way it's going right now, it's just going to wipe out the three five-year-olds? <laughs> All the five-year-olds, gone, gone, gone. The train will kill the <laughs> Yeah. No, no, I'm just, I'm just clarifying that that's where it's headed. Yeah, yeah, it's not a friendly train. <laughs> this it, isn't Thomas. This is not Thomas. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. And I'm just sitting there regardless. Like, You're just watching. I either have to Jonathan's going to get hit by the train. It's up to you which. I either have to live with the fact that I watched a train run over, kill three five-year-olds, or know that I saved them, but someone else had to die in the process. A 14-year-old. And the 14-year-old is a predicted five-star recruit who's thinking about going to Gonzaga. Oh, save save with the Zag. Let's go, baby. We got (laughs) got the program alive. Jesus. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's content. <laughs> content right there. In that all, is content. In all seriousness, we're saving the five-year-old. That that fourteen-year-old will grow up and uh, win us a championship, and Dan will be trying to go to sleep. <laughs> trying to get con- <laughs> the, the haunted dreams of the three five-year-olds will just be floating around his head. Bring around the rose. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not worth it until i see that other guy cut down the nets but uh once that happens yeah i think i'd say I'd- that dan will sleep like a baby <laughs> all right I'll, I'll i'll go ahead and give the uh the question i've been asking everyone i'll change it up again though um daniel how would you describe to a blind person the color he's, he's navy looking, blue. He's looking around his room right now to try to figure blue. out what the best color is. 
It's improv, Dan. We're fast on our feet. Navy blue to a blind person. Not royal blue. Not baby blue. Navy blue. I don't think a blind person gives a shit what the difference is between navy blue, royal what blue, What do you have against blue. blind people, Dan? Nothing. Uh, nothing at all. But Uh-oh. why do they need to know the difference in the shades of blue? Well, I think it's important. Why is it important? And I, and I would like for you to... <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous. Um, oh, God. Also, navy blue is often thought of as the color of, like, America. You know, uh, and so for you on on the weekend coming up of Fourth of July to be hating on navy blue, pretty disgusting <laughs> act from you. Oh God. Okay, then navy blue. <laughs> you're describing that to a blind person. I'll, I'll let you know. Cooper had purple, and Zamblin had yellow. Okay, you know the difference in those. Those are like actual colors, not navy shades. blue. Navy blue is a color, not shades of a color. Like what? Do you, What's, what's next? Am I describing? Oh, damn it! I, I would have... say describe <laughs> the bracing ocean and the feel of the wind on your face it's... and a, a cold morning with a salmon on the line. That's navy blue. I'll, I'll tell you right now, Dan is the only person to not be able to come up with anything. No, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm just still think that this is a ridiculous question. Um, you know what? I like what you said about the whole Fourth of July thing. Navy blue. Is Don't take the my. Sound. The sound of fireworks. Oh gosh. Fireworks going off, the smell of burgers on the grill, and the taste of an ice cold American light beer of your choice. That's oh. navy blue. I, I'll tell you what, I was just gonna say here, drink this Bud Light. That's navy blue. Navy blue. That's like Dan's gonna mm. run for something. <laughs> <laughs> Bud lights are not navy. <laughs> They're royal blue. Royal blue. Boy, I think you're giving a lot of credit to Bud Light here. <laughs> I mean, I'm stocking literal colors here. Like, they're like color ID. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I thought you meant the feeling. We're only focused on the feeling. Let's see how you compare to the other two. How would you describe yellow and purple? Now that you're the last, best for last is what you said before this interview started to me personally. So, yellow and then purple. Yellow is the sun. Like, it's very simple to me feeling of the sun you get that's yellow i don't see how you go other than that um purple cooper hmm. purple kurt wow purple <laughs> cooper probably said purple is like the feeling <laughs> when you twist someone's nipple and you get a purple nipple that's probably oh that would have <laughs> that's probably cooper's <laughs> That's actually a pretty damn good one. That is a good one. So I'm going to roll with that. Push, push on. Here, give them a bruise and then push on their bruise. That's what purple feels like. Cooper, what did you say? It was, it was not great. <laughs> Definitely not as good as that. Trippy, but I said it was trippy, but inviting. <laughs> what did you say? Trippy, but inviting. It's not even me Whatever you want to mean. <laughs> it's supposed to mean purple. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of think of like experiences or like sounds if you're trying to describe something to someone that's blind. Not that they can't think, so you're giving them words to think about, but. Just trying to paint a picture, I guess. <laughs> you're not painting a picture, though. I'm painting a great picture. All right, gentlemen. All right, gentlemen. Let's move on. Uh, Paige or Gilman, do you have any other questions for Daniel? Yes, yes, I do. 
I'll ask the same one I asked last time. Um, here's a hypothetical for you. Would you rather have $1 million up front or would you rather receive one penny that doubles every single day? So first day of the month, you get a penny. Second day of the month, you get two pennies. Third day of the month, you get four pennies. Fourth day of the month, you get eight pennies. And it just continues to multiply like that. It's not retaining that. Too much math. Give me a million. <laughs> oh, my also. God. He lost also. Do you get more if you get the pennies? Uh, all right, Dan. I, I got yeah. another a cash question for you. So right. Okay. Weakness, money. <laughs> Understanding. All right. So you have a choice. You can either do a layup. So you get one shot. You can either take a layup. If you make it, you get $50,000. all this. Free throw, $100,000. Um, I believe it's like top of the key three, 500K. Corner three, four, $1 million. What shot are you taking? I'll tell you. Zane's right. right. Now, it is not the free throw. Dan cannot make free throws. Zane and I will no, do it. Well, don't, that, I'm not going to say my answer until Dan answers. Zane, I want everyone to answer here. Zane and I would like shoot free throws after our uh, weight training class where we taught Rui how to speak English, by the way. We oh, still, flex, take, flex on him. We still take credit for his career. We beat him one, two on one one time. Nice. Uh, but, yeah, Zane and I would shoot free throws, like, best of 10. And I would, like, come out with, what, 20%, 30% maybe? I wasn't, I wasn't great. I would get, like, 6 out of 10, 7 out of 10. But uh, Okay, layup. 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. Who knows? But 10 out of 10 sometimes. What is it for the corner three? It's a million. No risk it, no biscuit, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm letting it fly from the corner. Oh, man. We would all root for you, and then the air ball would happen. And that'd be I'm letting it fly from the corner. And I'm gonna live with that. I'll live with that decision. Okay. Um, J. Page Zane, what are you guys going with? I, I, I'm going corner three. I trust myself with the corner three. Um, that's. I see you with that nice with, with that nice step in. You bring yeah. that right foot from way back. Yeah, step yeah. in. I, I, I'm a big corner three. Oh yeah. I would. I I am very confident with my free throw ability. Um, but I would I would want I'd want the more money the layup, I mean at the end of the day that that really is just a, a drop in the bank at this point in my life. Um, <laughs> I want the corner three. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's my answer, and I'm sticking to uh, it. I, this is the I, guy I, in law school, right. all right? Because like I think about it mathematically, it's like I probably have uh, zero. Like knowing me, probably only like an eighty percent chance of making the layup. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you do eighty percent times fifty thousand. You're gonna make on average like forty thousand dollars. But like corner three, I probably have. I'll give myself a fifteen percent chance of making it. That's generous. Okay, ten percent. Ten percent. How about five mm, percent? I think it's still generous. One out of ten, Jake. I could make one out of ten three pointers. Well, I like one out of ten. We're gonna have one to out of ten. You know what? I think we just created a competition. We're gonna have to, Jake make oh. one out of ten. We're gonna have to find a court one day and do this. Hey, I'll set one up. We got one in my driveway here, so we're ready. Oh, uh, but regardless, like even if it's five percent chance, you still on average make more at fifty thousand than the forty thousand. I'm just going on the gut here. I'm just. I think that at my best, I could be like three of five in the corner. I'll roll the dice that three of five, man. I, 
at my best, at my absolute best. This guy's shooting sixty percent. I could go three, three. Or five in the corner at my absolute best. I, okay. I would say I would say also something to factor in here is with this much money on the line, I, there's a chance I could miss the layup, and that would be completely yeah. Crazy. Because if you miss the corner three, it's it's kind of okay. Yeah, even if it's an air ball, you're like, well, yeah, like, oh, well, it was a corner three. I, I went for, for it. it. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Paige? Uh, give me the free throws. I'm Ooh. confident in my free throw shooting. Fundamental. I like that. And Both I think you're calm you. enough under pressure that you would – like, I would trust you at the line. I would not trust myself at the line. I, wouldn't, no, I would not trust Dan at the line. I wouldn't trust me at the line with that much. I, no. I, I like – I think I'm a good free throw shooter, but money on the line, I don't ask too much pressure. I, I don't trust <laughs> myself at the line at all. Like, it would be one of those like, – <laughs> I was watching Space Jam last night, and like they're, you know, Patrick, they're like giving the ball to Patrick Ewing when he's at the line, and like he can't even catch it. But Charles Barkley. No, it's Patrick Ewing at the free throw line. Oh, you're right. You yeah. can fact check with, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> with <laughs> our intern. With who? Wait, Dan. With me. With me. I'm, no, no. I'm who, fact check. Who, who are we, we going to fact check? <laughs> fact check. Who are you watching, Hitler? <laughs> I was watching it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Were you Charles focused Barkley? on the movie the entire time is a fair question. Is this a Netflix and chill kind of Patrick Ewing. viewing? Patrick Ewing gets the ball, like he's fumbling it at the line. That would be me in that situation. I guess it's only like 15 minutes in when that happens, so they could probably still be paying attention to the movie. <laughs> 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 well done, Jake. Well done. I see, I see what, what your move is. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> all right, any, any more questions for, for intern Dan or potential oh, oh, intern oh, oh. Dan? It's done. Former so, former intern it. Dan. Never was the intern. Again. Jake, keep in mind, Jake does have a dinner to get to tonight. So I do. My entire family's just drinking sangria on the porch right now. I can just I can just see them. And you're missing this? <laughs> <laughs> right in front of me. Literally right in front of me. So yeah. What the hell are you doing to us? Dan, it's called dedication. And I would hope you would bring that to your next internship. Absolutely. I just wanted to hear you say it first. I can, I can follow the leader and uh, let's uh, make this thing great, huh? Yeah. Well, I would say the only problem with that response was we, we would like a leader on this podcast, not a follower. Um, well, so well, here, what I'm saying there is that this is ultimately your guy. <laughs> so I take the back seat. I try, I get in, I get out. We talked about this. All right. Uh, anyways. In and out. In and out. Anyways, in and out. If there are fast at some points and then slow it back down. Oh, oh, oh. real quick. Speaking of in and out, what do you think about in and out burger? Just give us your instant, instant take on it. Make it thirty seconds or less. Instant take on in and out burger. Uh, Fifteen seconds or less. Great burger. Is it the greatest thing you've ever had of all time? No, but there are times when you're just craving that in and out. You get the get the grilled onions. You get the spread. Nothing better. Love it. All right. Last question. Uh, well, not a question. Kind of just a. Stop, stop doing that, please. We're trying to record. Uh, <laughs> what? Tell us on yourself. This is it. This is your last final statement, your closing argument. The jury is listening. Uh, we even have the, the opposing party here listening. Uh, what do you have to say for yourself? Why should we give you a second chance instead of giving someone else a first chance? Well, we don't, don't, don't get sassy on us. I'll just say that. Well, I think... Uh... My passion for this thing at the very beginning has been, it's been something I genuinely look forward to each week from the second it was launched. I enjoyed listening. I enjoyed, 
you know, the debates and stuff you have. Now I listen to it and I, since this whole internship thing has been, you know, a possibility, I think, how can we make this better? And I think about the role that I could bring in kind of what we talked about today is like, you know, bringing up these random sports facts, knowledge, figures, whatever, that just kind of, you know, supplement the conversations. Um, I think uh, it'd be a great time working with you guys. And uh, I think I could use my, I'd be using my degree for something good as well as, you know, my early stages of my career. So I think, uh, I think it'd be a, a great match and something that I would be all in on because I am not furloughed. I'm still working. That was the initial grounds on the internship. So now that we have set something new, I'm all in. Let's do it. Let's have a great time. Let's be a part of sports coming back. Talk Zags. And uh, let's rock and roll. Thank you, Daniel. Well said. All right, next steps. You can leave. You can leave. Cheers, boys. Cheers, Dan. Thanks, sure. thanks for joining us. Have a fun weekend or week. <clears throat> All right. Uh, instant, instant analysis, boys. I think that's where we're on to now. Um, yeah. I mean, I would say um, gut reaction right now. Um, I think Cooper has uh, a lot of great one-liners, really funny moments, like really laugh out loud. But I do like Dan's analysis. It felt like we got into a good debate rhythm with him. So I, I think they bring they both bring a lot of uh, good things to the table. Paige? I agree. I think all of our uh, all of our candidates do bring different elements to the table. Um, I think Jake stated what Cooper and Dan bring well, and I think Zambi brings in that wild card factor. Um, and he sounds like sounded like he wanted to do a lot of the back end work, which can get can get tedious at times. So keep that in mind, boys. Yeah, uh, I I agree with both of you. We have three. We have a very diverse. Um, application pool pick from at least personality wise okay i was like do we (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean geez each guy brings something totally different dan is by far the most professional uh probably actually has the most sports knowledge um uh he's a funny guy He, he can take the joking uh zamblin obviously is just He's kind of in his own world, but that world, when, she, when he knows how to bring you into his own world, bring you into his imagination, um, and it's quite the trip. It could, it, it's it's kind of like a drug, you could say. Um, Cooper has the one-liners. Cooper brings the ladies to the podcast. And so we, I think we have quite the decision here to make, boys. Um, something I've been thinking about, who would be least likely to – like defriend us if we didn't give them the internship. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I don't think any of them. I could see Zamblin being very very sad. I would. I mean, I I'm already I already had to deal with the fallout when Izzy called him a one trick pony. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that that's real, <laughs> but it's still raw. You know what I mean? And um, but so I, very I raw. Close enough with all of them. I could also see Dan, like, being spurned twice is hard. Yeah, especially coming back for, you know, a, a repeat. Uh, Cooper, 
would we have some sort of trademark lawsuit on our hand with the fuck Mary kill segment? That is true. We don't, I mean, we will take him to court. We do have a lawyer thing and um, I think we would handle it. But it would get messy. <laughs> well, by the time, by the time we would, you know, have the trial, the jury selection, we would have a lawyer. Um, everything up to that point, we could stall. We have a statute of limitations that we have in our back pocket. Uh, so yep. for, for choosing timeline. Um, so like Jay Page mentioned earlier this week, or earlier in the episode at the beginning, we will be taking next week off this because Zane will be will be um, incognito, no no service, and it's tricky with Alaska timelining everything up. Uh, but are are we committed that we'll have our decision by the next episode, so two weeks from now when this drops? And boy, if if we are, what an episode that'll be! Announcement of the internship, MLB returning, basketball like two weeks away from being back to playoff mode. Yeah, and and, and here's what I kind of envision in that episode as far as the the selection for the intern. I picture it being NBA draft night. You have all the interns sitting around their tables. Their families are by their side. Mm. They have their agent, their cell phone. They're dressed to the nine, and then they're waiting for the call. Who's gonna get the call to say that they got picked? Is there's a lot of up to draft night. This is draft night. This is their everything. Clearly. Uh, I, I'm committed to having my decision. Yes, by then. All right, I am as well. Zane, can we get the third commit? I'm committed. I'm committed. <laughs> the triad has decided. <laughs> it is decided. <laughs> Got chills right now. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of nervous. I am. I am. Like I, I we're gonna have to put some serious thought into this. <laughs> Should right. we? We have like a like a draft board. Like release a couple draft boards here and there of who who people think is gonna get picked. I think so, and I think we should also send out a poll to um, our fans to see who they would like. Yep. Yeah, the fans certainly do. All right, I'm uh, okay. We might need to wrap this up. People are beginning to scream at me <laughs> um, from the port. Uh-oh. Yeah, the sangria is turning. It's like the Spanish Revolution Uh-oh. out there. <laughs> All righty. Well, boys, good episode, and uh, enjoy enjoy the break. And everyone will be back with you. Um, shoot, two weeks. Enjoy, enjoy the vacation. Enjoy the fourth. Yes, and please give your input on which intro you will like, because they will be permanent. <laughs> Good point. All right, everyone, stay safe, and we'll talk soon.